Okay, so welcome everybody to another session in this uh, super limited Tofu Talk series around the global pandemic, where I'm trying to give people a snapshot of what everyone's experience has been in different parts of the world. Uh, today, I have a lovely friend of mine coming from Canada. Uh, could you introduce yourself for, for the audience? Sure. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Amanda Lilly. I'm a health coach and personal trainer, and I specialize in helping the everyday person to eat more plant-based and to um, incorporate more physical activity into their life and find a way to combine those and still be able to address everything else that's going on, whether it's looking out for their families or being part of the community and really letting people know how that doesn't have to be, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people think that, you know, if you're switching your diet, you got to make more than one supper or if you're start an exercise program, now you're taking away time from your kids or that kind of thing. So I really show people how they can combine all of that in a way that fits their lifestyle uh, and uh, also helps them meet their benef uh, benefit them and meet their goals when it comes to their health. So uh, for, for the people watching this, where, where have you been doing all these ambitious activities? Where, where are you based right now? So I'm based in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, um, but I also do some online services as well. Um, so, obviously, things have changed. I think Canada's first case was somewhere in the middle to late January. I'm not sure about Winnipeg, um, but the last few months, uh, how have things changed for you within the city of Winnipeg and maybe the, the bigger sense of Canada or Manitoba? Yeah, so a lot has changed, but I am so grateful for where we live because in Canada, we a lot of precautions we're taking right away. And I think that that's one of the reasons we don't have as many cases as other countries have. We were one of the later ones to get hit and we also um, were kind of prepared for it. So as soon as people in Canada started getting, um, as soon as we knew that COVID-19 was here, we were told to do more social distancing, washing our hands more. So there was a lot of campaigns to get people to do those kind of things. And it was really surprising to see how much people listened and was starting to keep more distance away from each other, even in the grocery stores and places like that. But as cases got worse, um, there was encouragement people to not go out as much. There were restrictions on gatherings, and those restrictions slowly got smaller and smaller over time. So first it was like 100 people, 50 people, and now I remember it's down to 10 people. That's the most that you can have um, if it's gonna be a gathering. And at the same time, within the last, I guess it's been probably almost a month, all non-essential services have been closed down. I guess not quite a month. Some things closed before that. So I work at a gym and our gym was closed even before the non-essential services were closed just because we we're considered a high risk place, yeah. which I completely understand. I think even um, without this pandemic happening, it's a shared space where people are in close quarters with each other and all touching the same equipment. So we were closed and shut down even before the non-essential services were closed and shut down. So at this point, you can still get groceries. You can still go to the pharmacy. You may have to wait in line for a long time, and they're only letting so many people in at once. So it's really changed the way that we are approaching our lives in a few different ways. So some people have a reduced income or laid off. Um, seeking EI or other emergency benefits that the country is offering. So very grateful for that. 
um, so our income will be changed or reduced. And also, when you have to wait in line that long to go out, or you know that you're increasing your risk of getting or spreading the virus by going out, it makes you think twice about whether or not you need to go get those items. Or mm-hmm. I know for us, one of the things we've been doing is, is kind of planning, for example, our meals out a little bit more so that we can buy several weeks of groceries at once rather than a week's worth of groceries like we used to. So I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, you actually made a video a little while ago, um, and this was sort of your quarantine preparation. It was a grocery order, right, I think, that you did that was yeah. supposed to go for a week or two? Exactly, yeah. So that, that's a video that I think you'll probably be posting a link to for people yeah. to take a look at. So that was a video that I did just kind of as last minute when we picked up our groceries because I realized that it's something people would benefit from seeing that you can eat plant-based in a way that you're still uh, have items that can sit indefinitely pretty much in the pantry, like dried beans and lentils, what kinds of foods you can make with those, things that you can put in the freezer, um, things that do last a little bit longer in the fridge or how you can prepare them so they last longer in the fridge. And just to get you thinking about how you can still enjoy your food, be creative, and eat healthy, even if you aren't shopping as frequently. And I know for us, even the pickups, like a lot of stores offer a pickup option, are now booking a week or two in advance. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't just wait till you run out of food to book for another pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, of course, you can also go to the stores and wait in line to get inside. So that's an option too. But if you've got little ones um, or <laughs> looking up for other family members, you know, you can't just leave home for three hours to go to a grocery store. What, um, I mean, in terms of like public transit and everything, like talking about going to and from places, I mean, is that stuff still running in Winnipeg or is it like limited service or? So right now, um, the middle of April, we do still have transit. I haven't been on public transit since this began, to be honest. So I'm not sure what it looks like on the buses, but I do know that that's been talked about quite a bit in the media that they're still running and I have seen them running. However, they are not letting people like sit together and things like that so that there is more distance between the people who are yeah. riding the bus. So okay. that, yeah, so we do still have public transportation and the taxis and everything are still running. Yeah. Um, is the snow gone yet? <laughs> Depends what day you ask. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, I can't get all my days mixed up. So, I, I mean, like for me, I've had to change what my focus is on because I've been home so much more and mm-hmm. we'll probably get into that later. But it also means I'm losing track of the days. But oh, yeah. the snow did go away early for us. But then we thought it was spring. Everything was melted. It was muddy outside. Silly, and then, Amanda. like a few days later... I know we had this dump of snow that was like several feet deep within a couple days and then we waited for that to go away in the meantime we're waiting for it to go away we end up building a snow fort and having snowball fights and stuff so that was a lot of fun and because we're all home more we get to engage in things like that as a family which I really appreciate um and then it went away but now they're still like ice everywhere and sometimes you wake up and it's snowing and it's gone by the end of the day so it depends what day and what hour you ask me so if I was to look out the window right now it's like yeah there's no snow but there's still chunks of ice around (laughs) so um 
but in terms of like so the delivery and stuff when did that start with the like grocery delivery because i know here like um a lot of the well the grab uh which is kind of like uber and lyft and stuff like they've there's been grab food delivery for pretty much like since the first time i remember coming here like you could go on your app and just mainly restaurants and stuff but i think now it's expanded to like just basically everything so but at home like I feel like some grocery stores did offer it maybe, right? Like you deal with customer service and it could be like a pickup or something, but like the online thing was, I feel like a lot of them have shifted to this now because it's like necessity. Yeah. And that's actually been really interesting to see the creativity that businesses have come up with in order to continue their business. I mean, for them, it's probably an act of survival, but as a consumer, it's just really interesting to see how creative people have been so that they can still offer the services that they offer. So a lot of places have gone online. A lot of places offer delivery and pickup that didn't offer it before. Um, Before it was maybe a couple grocery stores that did. And now I feel at this point, it seems like every grocery store, um, even if it's like a pet store or um, I'm trying to think of other examples of places, but they, but they'll do like even a curbside pickup. So now you can order online and then pull up, open your trunk, get back in your vehicle and they put all the stuff in for you and then you drive away. So there's a lot of that happening to where people don't interact at all. And in some ways it kind of makes me sad because I'm (laughs) someone who likes to talk to people, even strangers, but I understand. And I think it's been really creative how people have come up with ways so they don't have that close proximity that can put others at risk. Have you, um, ha- I mean, in terms of like the online stuff, I'm, I may be asking more about this because I just, I'm not experiencing it. Like, I mean, here the markets are still open like in the morning. So that's where I've been getting most of my stuff. Um, so I haven't had to do like the online thing, but I mean, in terms of like the variety that you have, I mean, are you finding like maybe there's a lot of stuff that normally you would get at the store that just isn't listed online or, I mean, not necessarily in terms of stock, but just like simply like maybe because I feel like a lot of the vegan products and stuff, I mean, it's fairly popular in Canada, but it definitely was sort of like a niche part of the grocery store. So I'm wondering if maybe when they set up this online stuff, if they were like, all right, get the big things on there. Don't worry about like the vegan protein bars because five people order those. Have you noticed like a big difference? Or are you like craving certain yeah. things that you can't order? So there are a lot of businesses that are closed completely for now. And the ones that are open and shifting to offering more online, whether it's delivery or curbside pickup, don't seem to have everything online yet, um, whether it's objects or it's food. Um, So, I mean, they probably just put on whatever the essentials were that they need to put on. A lot of places do have the option where you're putting an order where it says other comments. So I've used that before to be like, if you happen to have, um (laughs) frozen spinach can you throw that in so i've i've used that before and sometimes places will call you to see what you mean to clarify or when you get there they'll just say is this okay so i feel like a lot of places are being very accommodating in that way but you're right not everything's on and even when you go in the store not everything's there so i'm sure even though you're on the other side of the world you've probably heard of the disappearance of toilet paper (laughs) i can't find toilet paper anywhere um which is really interesting how that's uh creating some sub community in a way because people who who, like there of course there are people trying to sell it for more expensive in parking lots and things like that 
<laughs> Lysol wipes and toilet paper and things like that. So now we have um, sanitary scabs. I don't know what you would call them, but like, <laughs> wow. you know, people that bought products extra and they're trying to sell it or on Kijiji and they're trying to sell it and make a profit. But you also have uh, family or have had coworkers where we have these chats because we're trying to keep in touch with each other uh, on different programs, uh, WhatsApp or you know, or text or whatever and be like, hey, I found toilet paper, I bought a couple, who needs some, I'll drop it off. And so that's happened too, where you're trading toilet paper, other items uh, with people. So it, it, it's interesting to kind of see how this is all turning out. But in terms of uh, other items that have disappeared, when I went grocery shopping, when the pandemic first started, before they started putting on more restrictions and waiting in line, all that kind of stuff, and the only thing that seemed to be missing really at that time was toilet paper and Lysol wipes and stuff like that. But there was um, other food items I noticed were gone on the shelves quite frequently as well. Uh, a lot of them were dried goods. And I was shocked to see that dried beans and lentils were one of those things that I was like, oh, this is the last bag of kidney beans or the last bag of like yeah. I was shocked to see that and I I that actually makes me really happy because these people are eating their <laughs> beans and lentils and rice and that kind of thing yeah. um, but that's also why I had added that kind of stuff into my grocery video that people see if they watch it later giving ideas of foods that you can make with those ingredients because they are things that last in the cupboards for years without going yeah, bad yeah. they pennies you know per meal to use them something you can feed your family it's nutritious and just gotta know how to cook it um so so toilet paper is like because i mean i i've been hearing the jokes but it actually is like a rare thing right now in winnipeg yeah wow <laughs> so when you come up to stores a lot of them have boards at the front now that was that has um uh, titles like uh, common groceries and then i'll have two columns what's in stock and what's not in stock so it will say uh, like we went to Costco the other day and then what's not in stock like wipes was on of the things that was on there yeah. and then what's in stock is like it'll say like toilet paper and rice or flour whatever so like, I guess wow. people know the main things people are looking for whether or not they'll be there because you end up waiting in line so long you need to know if they have what you're looking for yeah. you can't just go yeah. store to store the way you would normally wow I yeah I mean I haven't I haven't asked my folks at home I think they're doing okay for toilet paper. Um, I, I heard also, actually, I think it was in the States that, like, sales of bidets went up. Like, the, like, oh, the, well, I would the, call them, here, it's not quite as fancy. It's just, like, a little sort of gun that has, like, a hose that attaches to your toilet, and then you can just shoot it when you need it. Um, yeah. And apparent, but apparently, like, the fancier version would be the actual, like, whole unit. Um, apparently, those sales went up in the States, I think it was, because people were kind of like, okay, well, toilet paper is disappearing, so we need to figure out ways to cut down on it. And personally, after being in like Southeast Asia for over three years now, I'm like, yes, go that route because I, I'm totally okay with it now. And I'm like, that is so much easier than like wasting so much toilet paper. I mean, there's obviously the water waste, but in terms of the pandemic, yeah. it seems like toilet paper is becoming gold. And I mean, I haven't heard of like issues with like tap water access. Well, obviously, except for in places where it's been a long-term issue. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if Canada's seen an increase in those sales, but yeah, I thought the toilet paper thing was a joke by now. That's amazing no, and disappointing. 
<laughs> it's real. <laughs> wow. It, you don't see it as frequently. And I, I, some places, again, whether it's objects or groceries, aren't getting their regular shipment either. So yeah. that's also creating a shortage of different things too. I don't know if that has anything to do with the toilet paper, but I know it does with some other items. Wow. Um, so, I mean, judging from the, the video you did, you seem to have a pretty good stock now. Are you, are you okay right now on items? Should, should we be worried about your supply of toilet paper and other things? You're not one of the hoarders, are you? Are you doing a side business in toilet paper sales? <laughs> no. And I never even thought of it till I heard people were doing that. That's just, I don't know. I didn't think of that. But uh, yeah, no, we're good here. We're very fortunate because like you mentioned with running water and stuff where we are, you know, we'd still have all of our regular services in terms of water, garbage pickup, that kind of thing. And we do have a full size freezer downstairs. So I'm definitely taking advantage of that mm -hmm. um, and some pantry space. So we've got uh, a stock of food to get us for a few weeks for sure. No problems. Um, I, I do feel really grateful for that. And I know even when I was living in an apartment, you know, you have a freezer section, the fridge, not that big to be able to store extra stuff in. Yeah. Uh, so then that way you might have to stick more to pantry stuff and maybe start a box in the living room of some pantry items. And I'm trying to say that people should hoard food, but the reality is maybe you don't need to hoard, you know, three or six months of food. I've heard people, I've heard people suggest to do that. It wasn't our government suggesting that I've heard it just yeah. like, on social media, somebody said that. Um, but I do think that people should have at least two weeks of food because you need to give time if you have to put in an order or if you have to find a day that you're able to leave your kids with somebody um, and find someone safe that they can do that with. You know, like there's just so many factors that make it harder to get to the store and then you have to plan events like okay if pickup is this only safest option for you well you probably won't be picking up for another week or two so yeah. you need to have enough stuff to last you in between those pickups as well and then when you do the pickup you don't know if they'll have everything that you ordered by the time that they come yeah. so yeah you definitely need to have at least a couple of weeks of food available um fresh stuff you're probably going to run out and then you know having frozen veggies on hand some dried beans and lentils those kinds of things is really going to help um you can even have like frozen fruit so there are ways to still eat you know like i mentioned before healthfully if you so choose that's not to say people you know i can understand if someone wants to open a bag of chips right now <laughs> or eat extra popcorn whatever i get it um but we have to also remember that this time isn't going to last forever but our health is something that is going to affect how we're able to move forward after this. And if you have more extra time now, why not, not take that time to learn some new recipes and figure out what your family enjoys that you're like, hey, this is a healthy recipe. We like it. We're going to add this to our list of main recipes that we make. Or um, if you were hoping to, you know, a lot of people buy exercise equipment at home and never use it. That's your chance to learn how to use the fancy elliptical you bought two years ago, right? Like they're laundry now, racks. They're, <laughs> Everybody uses them. They just hang their laundry on. Them. Yeah. 
or get into the habit of doing yoga for 10 minutes every morning or whatever, right? Like there are really ways that this time can be beneficial to help us in the long run. And that's not to say I want to add a whole bunch of chores and stress to people's lives right now. But it, I mean, in a way, that's actually kind of exciting because it's an opportunity we don't usually get to just slow down for a second and prioritize and spend more time planning what we want our future to look like. Right yeah, now, we're kind of forced into that. I mean, for like for those of us who have the choice, like the option to be able to be home and everything, I think I found it kind of funny. Like when when it sort of hit Canada, it was like March ish when it really kind of blew up and. I feel yeah. like soon after, like the media was already printing, like, when is this going to be over? Like, how long should we expect this? And from here, I was like, it's been like a week, people. Like, I think you can hold on a little while longer than that. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I get like, you know, I get not wanting to do it. But if you're able to have the option to stay at home and everything, like being able to prepare with the groceries and stuff, if you can do it just generally makes it a lot easier and less risky for everyone who can't like everyone that has to be going out for work or whatever reason like not yeah. being another person in that lineup at the grocery store and you know all of that is going to make it easier for the people that have to be there um have has there been anything like i know i don't know if it was canada wide but i know i heard some stories that i think between the two big chains they were gonna organize like certain hours for like seniors and people that were like yeah. immunocompromised oh my gosh see like there's so many good things that like i said places of being creative and and considerate of the of the needs of their customers and mm -hmm. i mean uh, which i should also mention that there are people who are still working lots of hours right like obviously yeah. our frontline healthcare workers um but also the people who are at the grocery stores and oddly enough the grocery stores have been hiring a lot of the major grocery stores are hiring so yeah. if people do need some extra work there there is a little bit there so that you know not everyone's at home but some people are and hmm. i'm sorry i already forgot your question but i also want to <laughs> is, mention oh it's running with the special hours like for oh yes the special hours um so a lot of places, not everywhere, but a lot of places, the first hour is for, like the first hour that they're open is for seniors and people who have um, disabilities or compromised immune systems or um, different kind of health concerns where they need to be in an environment that's been freshly cleaned and not full of people. So I, that's awesome that that's being offered. Some places don't have it every day. They might have it Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something like that. And then most places have reduced hours. So whether that's reduced days or reduced hours each day or both. Um, um, the other thing I was going to mention, I realized I haven't said yet, is and to build off what you're saying about after week, as you know, in Canada being like, when's it going to end? Is that each province is kind of handling things a little bit differently. But in Manitoba, they seem to be handling it a little bit at a time. Like when it first happened, we're like, okay, well, you know, Let's just wash our hands extra, social distancing for a few weeks, see where that gets us. Okay, you know, we have to take more precautions. Gyms are closing, you know, places like that where, where there was a lot of um, shared, uh, like libraries, stuff like that closed. Mm -hmm. And then, um, okay, a couple of weeks later, oh, and then they were, okay, the kids are going to have extra couple weeks off of school around spring break. And then after that, okay, kids aren't coming back. And then a little bit after that was like, okay, we don't know if they're coming back at all this year. Yeah. So 
they kind of been taking it a little by little, but there's other promises like Saskatchewan and Alberta that were not right away, but pretty much close to the beginning. We're like, okay, schools, like when they, when it first was like, they weren't like mental where they're like, okay, you're off for a few weeks. It was like, they were just like, okay, school's done for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that being said, it's not like the kids aren't doing any work. They are still like, at least in Manitoba, they still have work to do at home. So okay. there's a lot of classrooms and stuff they're just not going to school so when I should say there's no school I should mean they're not going to school yep. so my poor son has telling me how much <laughs> how boring school is when he's with his mom all day and he wants to be with other kids yeah. poor child um like I feel for him like he hasn't played with another kid for weeks he's actually yeah. doing very considering um and he hates talking on the phone so I'm like hey call your friends and he's like no because I have to be on the phone you're like I don't know. <laughs> Some kids just don't like being on the phone. So is so, it like, is there an online learning curriculum or are they just kind of like keep your the kids teacher busy? Stuff every day. Okay. And it, it depends on their grade level. So he's in elementary. So it's more about let's keep their brains active. Let's yeah. see what they can do at home. Um, it doesn't necessarily affect their grades. If anything, their grades might improve. They're not going to get their assessments done. So like obviously they're not going to be able to get their reading assessment done at the end of the grade. Um, the most grades do at the end of the school year mm -hmm. things like that they're not going to get but I imagine that will be implemented into the next year um, and one of the things my son does like about his at home schooling though is that we go by instead of doing you know hour by hour this is the science this is math this is whatever I told him okay at the beginning of the day we're going to write down all the assignments you have to do for the day so he's got some of the stuff his teachers assigned um, for him, for my son, we have to also practice extra reading and writing. Mm -hmm. So we have things like that added on. And then he does it when he does it. So some days he starts at seven, he's like done at nine or 10. <laughs> you know, if he can stay really focused, some days it takes him the entire day to do it because <laughs> he just can't focus or he yeah. gets distracted and he goes and plays and whatever. But for us, it's kind of, I told him, like, just, you know, if it takes you all day, that's your decision. But most mm -hmm. days he's done before lunch. So he likes that he can get up, start school when he's ready, and then be done by lunch most days. So in that way, he likes it. But he said, he's like, oh, I miss gym class. And you play with the other kids. And, yes, um, when you sit in a circle and learn about different countries with the teacher, it's not as fun when with you, mom, as it is with other kids. And like, you know, he's not shy to tell me that. Yeah, I understand. I would. Yeah, say. oh, for sure. Um, how have you have you tried explaining to him like what the deal is right now? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think maybe there's like certain levels of detail depending on the age. Maybe like what what was your sort of decision? in terms of that when you're like by the way you're not going back right now <laughs> um you know what it's the it's been so i like that the information about it has just been everywhere yeah. everywhere you can't get away from it like it's on the news anytime you go on a website a lot of websites have a, like a little pop-up about it yeah. um at the school they're already talking to the kids about it because we're okay. changing some of our habits at home we were talking about it. Xander was also asking me about different symptoms. Every so often he'd ask me, what are oh, the okay. symptoms again? So it is very, like, we're getting stuff in the mail. So it is very 
commonplace to discuss it, which I think is awesome because it's mm -hmm. a, it, obviously we need to talk about any kind of pandemic that happens. And, um, but just the amount of literature that you can come across anywhere, whether it's like posters, mail, websites, media, but in some ways that can also cause a lot of fear for people. Mm -hmm. um, for us, I see it as a piece of information and I'm grateful that that information is there. For other people, I know they see it as a stressor. So it, it can depend on your perspective. But yeah, for my son, he is, has never been hidden from him and he knows the symptoms. And sometimes he even watches the news with us, which I was surprised that oh, he okay. would be interested in. And he asks questions about it. But I think that our attitude about it really helped him understand what to be afraid of and what not to be afraid of. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is something serious, but it doesn't mean that we all need to lose our shit, buy a year's worth of toilet paper and hide in our basement. Like, we still need to communicate with friends and family, um, keep in touch with other people, look after ourselves, check in with, uh, you know, I call my grandma and. Uh, my parents and just check in with people or drop off food to help out a neighbor or whatever right so you, you still gotta I think <laughs> in my humble opinion I think it's important for people it is important for our health mentally and spiritually too to still keep in touch with others so yeah. um I don't know where I'm all going with that but uh yeah okay. I so to answer your question, yes, my son knows what's going on. Um, but he, <laughs> it's our, as our attitude about it, I think, is the reason he's not um, yeah. freaking out about it, right? He's, yeah. he's seeing it as knowledge and asking what he needs to do to keep people safe. In fact, to the point that when we did go to visit my mom a few weeks ago for her birthday, uh, we had all been home for a certain amount of time already. We knew that we were all safe. You know, there's that kind of two-week mark. Mm -hmm. uh, he was still scared to go see grandma because he doesn't want to make grandma sick, right? Oh, so we had to talk to grandma on the phone first and she explained to him how we're okay. We've all thought through it. So it's not that he doesn't have concerns in the back of his mind, but yeah. he's still, they only come up if he's rarely and we can talk to him about them. Cool. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think it sounds like you kind of, you kind of got things under control. Um, how, what's your secret? What have you been doing to kind of get through this and cope with it? And I mean, especially say with the family in general, like how are the three of you getting through it together and what are you doing maybe on your own? What's your yeah. secret? <laughs> My secret. Um, well, like I said, information's information. It doesn't mean you have to freak out. Um, and we're still taking our precautions to keep ourselves and others safe. And I think knowing that we are doing our part helps. Um, and keeping a good attitude about things. Um, I am home most of the time now uh, because the gym being closed. I can't mm -hmm. go work, help clients in person. Um, but I have been keeping in touch with friends and family, whether it's through video chats or even talking on the phone. Um, but a lot of my day is spent um, like being present with my son, helping him with the schoolwork, and then making sure we're going outside a lot. So I'm grateful that for us, where we are, we are still allowed to go outside as long as you keep that distance from other people. It's often mm -hmm. you're crossing the street, someone coming towards you, but one of you will usually cross the street to cross another size if it's a quiet street. If it's busier, you kind of just give each other space uh, when you're going. Um, spending more time with 
family, my partner's still working. So we, you know, are just really grateful that we can get more chores done that when he gets home and he definitely helps out. So I'm not just not to say he does help or anything, but I'm saying yeah. that like when like we all work together as a family, but at the same time, because we have more time at home, we can kind of get some things done that when he's, he's home, we're just spending time as a family instead of mm-hmm. trying to uh, go do errands or cause that's not really a thing. Now you don't just go do errands. Now some people I suppose do, but for us, that's, you know, not really yeah. a thing now. Um, so we're not running out to do errands. We're not um, trying to do chores last minute or homework last minute or whatever. It's all kind of done already. We can just enjoy each other's company. Um, but all three of us have been home this last little while. My partner did take some holidays so that we can introduce a rescue dog into our home. So we adopted mm. a puppy. <laughs> and I... Uh-oh. Oh, Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Lori, getting a call. Um, okay, yeah, so I was actually hoping my puppy would make an appearance, but she's so pooped today. <laughs> uh, her name is Sarah. She was three months old when the rescue found her. She had a broken leg. Uh, I know. <laughs> and oh. uh, her litter of five puppies, and her mom was emaciated, so they just found them all abandoned. So uh, they took them in. The other puppies were able to find homes, but they had to help her get healed up first before she could be adopted. And so now she's 11 months old, and we just adopted her. But the foster parents that had her before, there were a few of them, um, and they had all expressed how she's so high energy and needs a little bit of training. But I think she's met her, ma- her match with us. <laughs> I was going to say, knowing what I know about you and your son, I think that's fine. Yeah, because she's sleepy right now. Like, I wanted her to come on the video <laughs> so you guys could see her. But she's just, we took her for a walk this morning. She's sleep- I think she's tired. We've been taking her on a lot of trail walks. So mm-hmm. that's another thing is because we live in Winnipeg. You know, there's not that much around us. There is a lot of nature outside of the city, thankfully. And we do have a vehicle. So, I, I mean, I mention these things because I know I am in a very good position right now. And I'm still grateful for this. But there is also a lot of city parks and there's also a lot of trails within the city. So there are options for people to go out and take advantage of those. And I've ever never seen so many people on these trails as I have the last few weeks. So we have to make sure we're giving each other space. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, people are getting outside. Like we're all going for walks and enjoying, Mm -hmm. you know, walking as a family or walking their dog or whatever. Um, So with our puppy here, we've been taking her with us on things that we like to do like trail rides and stuff we haven't I haven't dared to try riding my bike with her or something like that yet but um the first few days she was really really hyper and and we've had her for only a week now but I think that it's caught up to her because the last couple days she'll get up and try to play with us and she brings this toy I brought um for her and she'll try to play with us and then she just like will yawn and lay down (laughs) so it's as hyper as uh, other parents had um foster parents that said they were for her i think i think she found their match so this will be good for all of us and yeah it's good given us something that we can um you know i guess focus some attention on but the reason we got her is because we did want to adopt a rescue dog and mm-hmm. give them their chance you know in the loving home 
And what better time than now where we can spend that extra time with her. We can get her acclimatized to her home and to us and train her a little bit so that she feels safe and understands what's going on. And um, yeah, take her on all these trail walks that apparently are making her tired. So I, uh, I also actually, from what I've heard in different places, like shelters and stuff are finding it hard because obviously they kind of have to minimize staff or depending on the rules of the city and stuff, maybe they're not even technically like an essential service. So they like can't really operate. Um, so a lot of places have been concerned because there's all these animals and now maybe like one or two people are taking care of them instead of say a whole group. But then I've also seen a story or two where shelters got like completely emptied out by people like adopting or fostering the animals. So, you know, like yeah. most of the things revolving around this, there's been some interesting, like good things and some like, oh shit stuff about it. Like, do you know exactly. if the shelter you've been dealing with, have they been doing pretty well during this or are they... So we went through Spirit of Hope Rescue, and they don't have a location, but their okay. pets are all in foster. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I said that word. I never use that word. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the animals are all in foster yeah. homes and until they get adopted. But the lady that we were dealing with uh, in adopting Sarah had said that that was their record. They had never found as many uh, adoptive families for dogs within a month as they were the month that we got Sarah. Oh wow! So That's that was great. A and I said I mentioned to them like we're going to be home more. We thought this would be a great time um, for everybody involved. And she said that's what everybody's saying <laughs> is that they're home now and they can do that. But yeah. at the same time, I also know that that rescue as well as other rescues and shelters are experiencing a decline uh, in donations. So they're trying to do more donation drives. Um, and also of both money and food because they still need to be able to feed these animals yeah. and help them their vaccines and everything else that they that these animals need so or you know in our case with Sarah somebody paid for lake to get fixed get mm -hmm. found her lake right so I'm so grateful that these places exist um, and then in the human world uh, of course then there's also um, Winnipeg Harvest and places like that that redistribute food in the community. Mm -hmm. They've been needing more volunteers for that. And so there's there's been a few places within our city that aren't getting the, the funds that they need right now um, just because of what's happening with the economy or there isn't as many private don donors right now um, or they're shut down so those people aren't receiving those services at all, like soup kitchens and things like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there's any open. I know a few have closed. So, it, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, it, you know, like you said, it's one way it's really good. There's all these dogs that are getting, uh, and other animals that are getting adopted that really need a loving home. And then there's also the downside where places aren't getting the resources they need to run or the ability to be open at all to provide their services to people and animals that need it. Yeah. Is the... Um... Do you know if, like, the veterinarian clinics and everything are open in Winnipeg? I'm sure they're considered an essential service. Okay. Yeah. Because in, in Thailand, apparently, they're not. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't called one myself, but I know that the um, dog grooming centers are considered essential, but they're not allowed oh, okay. to do services like nail trims and stuff. They have to wash the dog, so people have to get, like, a full package. Okay. Um, 
I keep saying dog because now I have a a, a companion, an animal companion that's a dog, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, for any animal that needs it. So <laughs> I know that there are a lot of services that are still open for us um, for okay. humans if they're considered essential. So that's really good because places I thought that might not be open are still open. Um, yeah, so I think it's probably because we've stabilized here. Like in Manitoba, we've, yeah. we've stabilized there's, um, I mean, there's definitely, there's also like a cultural influence in terms of like, I don't know about here in Vietnam, I wouldn't be surprised if the veterinarian places are closed. Um, when, when that first bit of like media coverage happened about like the one dog in China who possibly had uh, COVID-19, it actually, there are some pretty like bad stories coming out of China um, where people like were abandoning their animals or worse because they were thinking they were going to get it from the the animals. Um, Here in Vietnam, I had friends who got kicked out of their apartment like within a day's notice because they were told, okay, your dogs, they have like four or five dogs and they were like, your dogs have to stay in kennels down in the basement. uh, Otherwise you need to leave. And they've been there for, I think, like at least a year or two. And they're just like, we're not putting our animals down in kennels like 24-7. And so they're like, okay, you need to go. Your animals could have could have the virus, like, you know, dirty animals. It's not worth the risk and everything. And um, So when my friends told me that in Thailand the vets were closed, I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Because um, unfortunately, it's not like there's definitely a difference of opinion you know, in terms of how animals are treated and everything. I mean, I'm seeing shifts and I love it. And I don't want to like, I don't want to give the main audience in the West feeding into that perception of Asia and everything. But like, yeah, I, so that's why I kind of asked because I was wondering because when my friends told me in Thailand, I was like, shit, what are people going to do? Like, you know, because I mean, when I house set there last time, I had to like rush a cat to the vet because it got in a fight with a snake. And so now I'm like, and when I showed up, I brought the cat. I was like, snake bite. And like, they knew because it was a fairly common. It's either like getting in fights with street dogs or probably like something to do with snakes or whatever. So they were like, all right, cool. And they like knew what to do. So now I'm like, well, if the vet's closed, what happens? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like emergency. Like, I feel like maybe some of the vets would open in an emergency. But I think like legally, they're not like just. Like, the, if I don't even know if there are, like, dog washing services here. Maybe there are. If someone is smart, they've opened one, but I'm willing to bet they wouldn't be considered an essential service. So when you said you had a dog and everything, I was like, I need to ask because I'm wondering. Um, but that's good because, I mean, obviously things happen. And, I mean, I know we're on the same page and thinking that, you know, the animals have, should have the same services in terms of their health and stuff. Um, yeah. So, I, I'm. Let me see. Yeah, I think that was my last random question. So I'm going <laughs> to. I wanted to wait before I mention this, but now I'm going to mention it because I keep noticing it. I've come to realize, and I love that it's happening, that the painting behind you is basically making it seem like you have horns. Oh my gosh! And it's amazing. I love it. Like depending <laughs> when you kind of like when your head moves a little bit, I'm like. I just noticed it like halfway through this. I was like, oh man, she's got horns. And I'm going to tell people that I've known you for a long time. You are not the devil. If anything, you're more like maybe a mountain goat in terms of the energy and everything. So if people are noticing that, 
I want them to know that that's the takeaway they should go with is like a mountain goat, not so much a devil. Just just helping you out there. Just letting everybody know. Um, So on that note, in terms of like activity and energy, when uh, when things do ramp back up and you're you're able to go and do whatever you want carefree, like in the before times, uh, what's your first day going to involve? Oh my goodness. I think, okay, it's definitely going to involve going to see friends and it's going to involve a lot of hugging because yep. I am one of those <laughs> people who like to give hugs to people I like. So I'm, I'm going to be really happy to be able to spend time in a room with a bunch of people that, like, for me, I'm thinking maybe have a bunch of people over and I, have supper together and play games, something like that. Or, but you know, it'll be so nice by then we can all do it outside just as well. But yeah, just to have like a group of people together that I haven't got to see in a while and hug them all when they arrive and <laughs> just and just enjoy this company. Just to warn you, I mean, everyone's probably going to be happy to see you, but the puppy's going to be the main focus. You have to accept that now, like. There's a puppy in your life. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, she's cute. You guys yeah. can even see her. Have to well, post pictures or something. I mean, everyone's probably gonna be cool with coming over to your house because you have the puppy. They're gonna be like, "Oh, cool, yeah, let's hang out." And then three hours will involve the puppy. I mean, yeah, that's she what I'd would do. love it. She yeah. she loves saying hello to people, but because of what's going on everyone's kind of uh, like strangers are more skittish of each other than before oh. which is kind of I mean some people will just will say hello and some people are just like oh another person right it's like it just kind of depends you're walking down the street you don't know so yeah. my dog uh, she always wants to go say hello to everybody and I can't let her say hello to anybody and it just oh breaks my heart because I know she's just itching itching to interact and socialize yeah. too are there I, I never really paid attention to it when I lived there, but I mean, are there dog parks around where you yeah. are? Or, there and are. they're open? They're open, yep. The dog parks are open. Um, there are some off-leash dog parks and that around the city, so that's pretty cool. I actually had no idea they existed until I started going for walks and things like that with my friend who yeah. has a dog. Um, when my foot started getting better after my surgery, that was kind of one of the things I was supposed to do was just kind of go for walks a little bit longer as the months progressed. And so I just was like, hey, this is my way to hang out with one of my friends that I like hanging out with. And she has to walk her dog anyways. And Mm -hmm. then I found out about all these dog parks before I even knew I was going to have an animal companion. I I actually made a joke with someone else I was talking with that, um, well, they, they have cats, but I was joking about how, like, having a dog, it could be, like, a business opportunity because in some places right now, like, there are restrictions on the going out. Maybe, like, you have to limit your exercise or whatever, but the dog walking is, like, an accepted, yes, you need to be able to do this. So I actually read a story today about someone that was offering their dog for rent for, like, $25 or something so that people could go out and, like, use that so if they did get question they'd be like well i'm walking my dog so they were basically like renting the dog so they use it as an excuse which isn't really the greatest thing to do because the point is to like try and limit you're going outside not to find loopholes 
so you can go outside. Right. But, but at the same time, it's like it's a human need because we're animals too. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, like, it's another one of those weird businesses that have popped up is that people are like, hey, if you need an excuse to go out. And so I don't know if, like, people are planning, you know, being like, hey, I, I need a dog. I need to, like, meet up with my buddy and have a conversation or, like, I need to go buy some toilet paper from a guy in the parking lot. So, like, can I rent your dog for an hour? And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. It's a strange world. And it's, it's interesting. I haven't to- seen it, but there has been a lot of uh, unique businesses that have popped up. It's true. Yeah. They've actually, here in Vietnam, there's actually, like, legislation now um, to, like, heavily fine people that are found, like, hoarding or, like, overpricing. Like, they have a certain list of, like, key products that are necessary right now and like they kind of have like a set price i think it might actually be under like the current market price or whatever and so i don't know if like you report it if you find places or like if they come across people online like selling say toilet paper or the face masks for like three times the price then they can actually end up like um you know i'm losing the word um confiscating the product and then finding the people so i don't i don't think i've read anything about that in canada i feel like maybe they did mention it but i certainly haven't read any stories about like people being arrested or fined for it yeah um i'm not sure where they're at with that stuff to be honest when it comes to all the fines i pay attention but then i just kind of don't remember so much i know they don't apply to me because i'm not doing those things (laughs) um like, I know there are fines for people who are in large groups, gatherings, and things yeah. like that. So I wouldn't be surprised that there is. So I can't, I can't say yes or no. Cause I'm... It's funny that I'm just, I'm remembering now that, like, speaking of, like, you know, sort of underground deals and stuff. It's funny that, like, Canada legalized marijuana. So, I mean, I know there's still sort of the black market of it. But it's interesting that now the shift has gone to, like, household goods. This <laughs> is what people are, like... <laughs> setting up like night meetings for whatever and picking up for like you know random prices in a black market and it's an interesting world that we're currently living in um and i guess just one last question since you told me what your first day is going to be what about say like a month or two from then like when you kind of shake off either a bit of anxiety from going outside or whatever and you're just totally comfortable with all the things you used to do are there any bigger plans that you can see yourself doing um, well, it's going to be summer, probably, maybe, hopefully. I mean, the number one thing that pops in my head, uh, other than, of course, like just going outside and being around other people more frequently is my partner and I actually had a wedding plan for this year and we still do. We don't know what it's going to look like at this point. <laughs> yeah. <It> depends <laughs> what things are like when the time comes. We were, we had a social schedule for June, so I'm not sure if that's happening anymore. Um, just as a way for us to like and join the company of a lot of people that we are friends with and in groups with and work with and that kind of thing. And then I need to um, I need to pause on that because I need you to explain what a social is because it's a very Winnipeg oh, yeah. Manitoba thing, and I haven't heard that word in a long time since I left. So before you continue, please explain what a social is. Okay. So a social is an event where it kind of has started to change a little bit over the years, but the traditional Winnipeg socials where 
the people who are trying to raise money for an event. So whether it's a cause, a fundraiser, or oddly enough, for some reason, whenever people have weddings, they have socials. So it would be the bride and groom are organizing a social or, or their friends are. It's where you rent a hall, you get a DJ, you get a bunch of midnight snacks that you're going to serve at like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And you sell tickets for like $10 each. People come in, they can win prizes, they can win money, they just dance the whole night away. You feed them, you just enjoy each other's company. and it's quite the event depending on the the group of people you have there so as you can imagine if it's a bunch of 20 year olds it's gonna be different than for us i mean we're in our mid-30s so a social for us is gonna look a lot different than the socials i went to when i was gonna make it to midnight (laughs) no i mean i go to bed now at like nine so i don't even know how this is gonna work (laughs) but so this is gonna happen beforehand you're gonna plan this and then that'll lead into the wedding which yeah. hopefully will happen later this year. So that's planned for the fall. So we'll see if the wedding, I mean, the wedding's going to happen no matter what we said, we want to keep that date, but what it looks like might change. And that, you know, and maybe I should be more worried about that than I am, but because there's so many, the, one of the reasons I'm not worried is because people are coming up with so many creative solutions. So depending on what the gathering can be like, like maybe we can have a hundred people in a room by then. Maybe we can only have 50 or 10. But the thing is that there are so many businesses offering services remotely now that we mm-hmm. might still, we might have to change our idea of what we want it to look like. But it doesn't mean it can't happen. So um, I know some people who are rescheduling for next year, but because everyone's rescheduling, now they're rescheduling for like two or three years away from now. Um, yeah. Some people are going with micro weddings where there's just themselves their partner the parents sign a paper and then they're going to celebrate with the whole family next year um where they do the more formal thing or whatever and then there's also um the option where like say like we were saying like hey if if the restriction then is like i keep looking over there because my my partner's on the other side of the room Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that if, say, we can have 50 people, then we'll have our 50 people, but then we might also use a ser- there's some services where they'll come in and record the wedding and do a live stream so that everyone who can't be there can still watch the wedding yep. as it happens. Um, so that's really cool, is that there's still a lot of opportunities for us to have this celebration that's really important to us. Um, but on that note, I actually want to mention something else we're talking about vets and um, clinics and things like that is that a lot of places are offering services online that didn't before. Like even a lot of physicians are offering um, the option for you to call and talk to the physician on the phone instead of coming in. Um, Oh, okay. And there's also more consultation and counseling services on the phone or online, Um, physiotherapy, all kinds of stuff that you can do online. So that's uh, now I'm straying away from the wedding stuff, but like I was saying, you can, you can, like live stream your wedding, um, mm-hmm. but also there's these other services that you can access online. That being said, you have to have a computer and internet to do those things, right? Yeah. But again, it's another creative solution that a lot of businesses are or important things like healthcare is coming up with so that we can still access their services. It's not the same. It's not the same as going in person and having them readjust. Like I still need my foot whatever yeah so, yeah you know and um but at least i can be accountable with my exercises or or you know talk to my 
yeah. I'd like therapist and see what I need to do. And, you know, you can still keep some semblance of those things as we move forward. I, I think you should try and have the first, like, Zoom social in all of Winnipeg. Because <laughs> think about it right now. Some of the world's top DJs are probably sitting around. They're not out playing festivals. So there's a lot of DJs that are available. And you could just have them zoom in. And then you could like, I mean, you can definitely charge to give people the access code to the thing. Um, I mean, they'd have to bring like their own alcohol and food. But I mean, there have been nightly DJ parties. Like that's been a thing. I just watched uh, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff do like, I guess they did a live show on uh, Snapchat and he posted like yeah. a clip on YouTube. Yeah, so, I know stuff like, that's not a bad idea. I, do, I didn't even think social. of that. There you go. Yeah. That, that would be fun too, because to, some people are having like, um, this isn't something I would participate in, but I've, I've heard people having like group Skype drinking parties or things like that. So it's like they're in the same room and, and I mean, beer or wine or whatever together. Um, so people are coming up with creative ways to keep in touch uh, if they so want to. So that's really neat. And yeah, social party. I could, yeah, just play some music. <laughs> Offer. We have the prizes. We still have the prizes, whether or not the social is happening. So I don't know. I mean, still, you, can, you could easily do the draw. Like that wouldn't yeah, be so hard. Leave it on their doorstep the next day or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how you could sell the tickets to people, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you could just, if they, like, PayPal'd you or whatever, then you could just email them their little ticket numbers and then Yeah, charge do half it. price. Something. You can figure it out. So if this goes for another while, you should consider it. I mean, your cost would be a lot lower. It's true. I did pay deposits on everything already. Oh, so. never. <laughs> Plus, oh, the best benefit, you wouldn't have to deal with that, like, I mean, I guess maybe it's a little different in a hall because, like, you have to kind of close down at a certain time. But you wouldn't have to worry about, like, having to hang around because those few last people just won't go home. You could just simply be like, oh, I, <laughs> the Internet's not. Oh, it's getting bad. I'm sorry. Click. And then just go to bed. <laughs> so when you're tired, you could just shut it all down. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yep. Or but I'd if, have to stay up later than 9 o'clock still, I think. I'll I'm, do it. I maybe. would do it. But see... If you, I haven't used Zoom, but I'm guessing if you like let the DJ be the host and then yeah. you were just one of the many windows of guests, then you could just go to bed and maybe people wouldn't even notice. I'll like take a nap and come back. Yeah. And everyone else would be like, yeah. And they'd write you the next morning. Be like, That was the greatest party. Like, I can't believe you were up till three in the morning. Like, that was amazing. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> no one would notice because you'd just be like one window in like a Brady Bunch scene of windows. Yeah. You could put yeah. put like a little face there and just leave it. I think we got a whole business we could operate now. Just Winnipeg socials. Wow. Yeah. See, there you go. Another business idea. People are see. People are getting so creative during this time. I think we actually have like time to stop and think and I think that's part of one of the ways like you asked asked how I still have energy and can be positive stuff and um I mean we still have to understand the reality of the situation and what our role is in looking after ourselves and our loved ones and obviously I have to be careful I don't want to bring anything to my mom who spends most of her life being isolated due to health problems anyways um or you know, if I've been somewhere, then I don't go see her for a couple of weeks or whatever. So, I mean, we still have to be careful. 
But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you have to have the rest of your life stop. And you can use those few seconds that we have to think now while we're not as busy with work and things that we might have been before um, to think about, okay, what do we want to do moving forward? For some people, maybe that's changing careers. For some people, that might be going back to school, uh, might be starting a business. They might be doing a creative project that they left on the side or hobbies. Or I know we begin a lot of housework and yard work done, and that probably makes us feel better because we were like wow we're being productive <laughs> like look how much we're getting done and we're getting self-care done too like when, since when do we have time to do all of that so mm -hmm. you know it's um you know and there there are other things that you're seeing too like if you look at in the footage of like the reduction in pollution in china or a wildlife returning to the canals in italy water canals in italy and things like that there are some really positive things are happening um there are like a, a friend and i we're talking about how many people are working from home right now and how that is accepted right now and in a lot of places encouraged, which is really, really good because that was still frowned upon where we live for, I mean, it is still, it, until this happened, it was still frowned upon. And there are people that we know or she knows who, or even for myself, who um, have young kids or are looking after other people or are sick and getting to work is either impossible or very very yeah. difficult or you need to take time off because you can't be at work but that doesn't mean you can't do stuff from home and I'm, again I'm not saying that everyone should because there are times in your life where you need to take a break from those stuff that stuff but sometimes you know a parent needs to still be able to earn money or yeah. you know there someone might have sick parents that they're looking after or neighbors they're looking after and but but they can't just quit their job so we know some people who are in situations like that or like I said for myself when when my son was young um but you finding a way to work from home um other than maybe those weird things you find in the newspaper or um you know like network marketing or whatever like yeah. being an actual employee of a place was very difficult to find and even if you're working somewhere and said like hey, I need to work from home because this isn't working for me right now, but I want to keep working for you, they yeah. would just deny that. Um, and I know that there are exceptions to that, but for a large majority of people, that was still the case where it would just get denied. And now, all of a sudden, it's okay to, to work from home. So the friend I was discussing this with, she mentioned that she, like, for her friend who's in a wheelchair, getting ready for work, taking transportation to work, like, is yeah. so much longer and more difficult for her because of her circumstances than it would be for an uh, able-bodied person. And she's requested to work from home and was denied. But now she works from home and she still gets her, gets her job done, right? And, and, yep. and they're okay with that. So we're hoping that moving forward that people will be more lenient with exceptions um, and that this demonstrates that it is possible. I'm sure it isn't the case for everybody, but it is possible for some people to work from home and still meet all the expectations that their employer would have of them. Yeah, I think, I mean, there have been, and I've said this with other people too, that like there have been changes that have happened that some people have been pushing for for like years or decades and have been kind of like told no. Like, and it was partially because, you know, they were a small group and it was like, we're not going to, we can't have that infrastructure or whatever. It's not, you know, not worth it as a company or something. And now I feel like hopefully, because these steps have been made, like online grocery store delivery or shifting to working from home for a lot of companies. Like my sister is working from home now. Um, it was a bit of a thing. Like I'm sure the IT team had some headaches 
to make it kind of possible, but now they're doing it. So hopefully, yeah, a lot more people will be able to do it. And I mean, especially for people like within communities with mobility issues and everything that hopefully will open up the ability to apply for more jobs and not simply be told, no, 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 that's too much of a problem. We can't do it because they can just be like, hey, well, during that pandemic, you did it for everybody. So I think you yeah. can do it. And I'm great. So give me the job. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, ideally, I guess, you know, it sounds like things are doing pretty good in Winnipeg. I, I have to admit, I'm kind of surprised because, I mean, I guess, you know, like a lot in the media, I was kind of just hearing the sort of bad parts of what was going on in Canada. Um, yeah. And because of like my, what the reality has been here for the last few months, like, from my perspective, it looked like things just kind of went to shit pretty quick in the West because it was like, it sort of started in March. And then, like I said, like this stuff happened in Newfoundland. And I was like, well, how do you have like 150 cases from one place? Like, because that's like more than half of the cases we have here in the country, like for the last three months. Um, but like, it does seem like things are kind of getting figured out now. And I know after that sort of funeral thing in Newfoundland, like the cases have been pretty, pretty low. Um, but they're still definitely stressing things, like you said, like the state of emergency and stuff. And I mean, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll start seeing, you know, actual honest talks of how are we going to make this sort of the like progressive exit out? Because, I mean, obviously yeah. that's the next big hurdle for pretty much the whole world. And, and in Canada, like in Manitoba, we have like, there are other provinces that are way worse than we are. So, I mean, we are in, sitting in a really good place and we're just continuing to take the precautions I mentioned and more, I'm sure I've forgotten to say, but there is a way for us where I am to settle into what's happening because I think it's under control and there were a lot of precautions taken. So yep. we are able to do that, you know, someone from the States or maybe one of the provinces that got hit really, really hard, like Quebec um, might maybe that I don't know what it would be like for them. It might be a different reality yep. than we're with now. And I mean, there are definitely some things that are a little bit more difficult here. Like the frustrations I feel trying to figure out the online stuff to help my son with his <laughs> online schooling. And, you know, that stuff will change when school starts up again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, as much as some a lot of things have moved online, I hope people still do more things in person again. Like I hope that we do move back to doing stuff in person because we can't keep isolated. Humans are social beings. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it, like you said, it'd just be really interesting to see how things progress when it all starts up again. And um, I think if nothing else, at least our generation will and, and older will have a good view of what can uh you know what it was before and the creativity and ingenuity that people can come up with and how technology can be beneficial to help us by the time and my son grows up I'm curious if he would how much they would remember this stuff or how much of it would still be the same right maybe it'll be different yeah well i mean i know like at least for us i kind of feel like you know we learned about like the two big wars and and like say the cold war and everything but it wasn't like a part of our history i mean yeah. obviously there are some people still alive that dealt with those sorts of things but yeah it'll be interesting to see because i mean i know he's like relatively young now um and 
his experience at this point would be more of a like, yeah, there's this period where like I couldn't see my friends um, versus, you know, like, I mean, then again, like we still have to deal with kind of like the economic fallout and the mental health fallout from all of this. So yeah. we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. I know Canada has been actually getting some pretty big um, props for like the economic plans they've been putting in place and everything. So hopefully all that stuff is still sort of a thing that baffles me in terms of the stock markets and unpredictability and stuff. But hopefully the powers that be as much as I wouldn't mind seeing like the capitalist system kind of fall. Um, hopefully. At least now we can see the holes, like more of the holes that are in yeah. it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's definitely been illustrated in many places. Um, but yeah, I mean, ideally things will be okay. And, you know, it sounds like right now, at least your family's doing good, which is fine. And I'm happy mm -hmm. to hear that you all feel safe and your son's doing good with it. And the puppy is worn out and apparently <laughs> pretty happy. And I'm looking forward to seeing photos later. You, I mean, you have social media accounts. You, it's required. You have to put the puppy on there. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and that's something I, I didn't mention too is if people are looking for ideas of recipes, if you don't mind me giving a plug here, they can check me out on Instagram at Coach Amanda Lily, L I L Y, how I spell my name. And I, I tend to post, post stories, it, images in the stories about um, foods that I'm making. Uh, and a lot of it's using the greens that I showed in that video. So if people are looking for ideas for inspiration, that's a good Spots I've got awesome. them in there, and I guess I'll put up a picture of my puppy. Just <laughs> a picture. Come on. Okay, you, maybe. You don't understand way. how social media operates. No, I don't. That's Multiple why. Multiple pictures <laughs> of the puppy. If the puppy okay. moves, take a photo. If the puppy looks cute, take a photo. If the puppy doesn't oh, look okay. cute, photos. Technically, what you need to do is you're supposed to start a whole other account for the puppy, and then you slowly but surely become sad at the fact that the puppy gets more likes and follows than everything you've been curating and creating. And then you're just like, oh, and then eventually you are riding the coattails of the puppy and getting bookings at like different <laughs> things. And, you know, Ellen will call and. <laughs> if anything, she'll be more like, yeah, I like to kind of show how things all fit together. So I also, I can barely run one Instagram account. There's no way I'm going to run two. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying, you know, here's your chance. Zoom <laughs> socials and Sarah gets an Instagram account. Those are <laughs> the two things I think you should consider. But otherwise, I think, I think you're doing, it sounds like you got everything pretty much under control, and that's awesome. And I'm super happy that you took the time to share this little window of your world with everybody, and I hope people get something out of it. Um, I will... You know, I will totally include some links and stuff in the description, wherever the description is going to end up being, um, that people can check out further. And if there's no puppy pictures, I will request that whoever watches this call you out on it and demand that you show the puppy. Um, and the next time yeah, we talk, sense. the next time we talk, I want to see the puppy as well. Okay, but, oh, sure, sure. And oh, I do want to mention that I... I mean, I have more time. Like, I really want to answer people's questions to help them out. So if people have questions about, um, like, I know I am someone who tends to put more of a positive spin on things. Um, mm -hmm. And the reality of what's going on is obviously very serious. But we have to keep ourselves healthy in body, mind, and spirit. So if anyone has questions about 
um, things that you and I've talked about or ideas for foods and they want links to some recipes that use ingredients that can keep well in the, the freezer or the cupboard or whatever, I do encourage people to send me a message. I'd be happy to help. Awesome. I'm still waiting to see how many like quarantine cookbooks come out of this. Well, like, yeah. Because I mean, people are always doing like, yeah, they're always doing like vegan on a budget and everything, right? But I want to see like vegan on lockdown and like self-isolation. Like, I mean, you know, obviously like self-isolation, like making meals for one person because there's nobody else in this place with me or <laughs> like any of those things. And obviously making stuff now without flour because apparently that's also a rare thing. Is flour available in Winnipeg now? Are you having any issues? Um, it, it was when I went out last, and I don't know if there's been issues around it, but it is something that gets put on the front board. So I'm guessing they, they probably do run out from time to time because it's one of the main items that get put up on the front board at grocery stores. So. Okay. But that okay. means people are doing, well, I mean, it, I guess that that means people are doing more home baking and stuff too. So Maybe. You know, maybe people are using their time to like make more foods from scratch and stuff or, or learn new recipes, and that's all great, you know. Now is that time to be creative in different ways, whether it's the kitchen or something else. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just going to, I already segued once or twice and I can't think of another clever one. So um, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at this. And I'm just going to say okay. thank you. And once again, I'm just looking at you with horns and I think it's amazing. This is like, I think this should be a promo photo for you for everything you do from now on. Should be you with horns. It's awesome. Um, thank you so much. I know we will talk again at some point, but I, I probably won't make that one public. We'll just talk like two friends. And ideally, eventually I'll cross paths with you again in the real world and we'll be able yes. to have some food. The planet. Yes. <laughs> sure. It sounds good. Okay. Right. Thank you, Ryan. Okay. Thank you. Bye.